FSU has hired a new defensive backs coach, and Dave and I are pretty certain that you'll love the hire. All that and more on today's edition of Locked on Seminoles. Dave, let's ride. Do it. You are Locked on Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drake here, and today in the stream yard, I'm joined by Mr. David Wise. David, ¿qué pasa, mi amigo? Drake, it's another great day. You know, like every day is going to be a great day. We're going to have a lot of fun, I think, this offseason because we're happy, and I don't know what the hell is going on in the world of I'm not going to say our friends, our frenemies over at Florida and Miami, their recruiting's all over the place. We just keep hauling them in. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's a great time. And, folks, thank you guys each and every single one. You're being locked on someone's your first listen each and every single day. And also, we're only 40, I think we're less than 40 people away, 40 subscribers away from reaching 2K. So, please don't forget, like the video, hit the subscribe button at the tippy tip top, and ding the little bell so you know when new content drops. But, Dave, Yep. Some new content did drop. Yes. As in a new hire for the yes. Florida State coaching staff. As everyone knows, Marcus Woodson uh, was hired over at Arkansas to be the co defensive coordinator as well as the new defensive backs coach there. So, congratulations to him for basically getting a promotion. But it feels like FSU has upgraded their staff with this new hire of Mr. Patrick Sertan, the former Miami. Miami Dolphins, great down here. Also a defensive assistant with the Miami Dolphins, too. And actually, he was a former head, uh, former coach over at American Heritage down here in South Florida since from 2016 to 2021. Dave, please let the folks know how you feel about the hire. I feel great about the hire, Drake. Um, Patrick Sertain was an excellent cornerback who I assume knows his fundamentals pretty well. Fundamentals, as you guys and girls know, has been a problem at Florida State for our defensive backs. Something we talked about a lot this year. For large parts of the year, it just looked like our defensive backs were not developing as much as they should have been um obviously our, like we've talked about our defensive backs on this roster is probably the most talented position group according to recruiting rankings at least and so the guys on this roster are all capable of making plays they're all physically impressive they all have the measurables they all can make plays that's that's not the point they they were able to do that at times throughout the year the consistency though from our defensive back group is just all over the place. The, the fundamentals were not, were clearly not being preached or taught in a way that was effective. So when it was announced that Marcus Woodson was hired at Arkansas, that's why you didn't see a lot of tears from our fan base. So this needed to happen. And I think this was, this was the kind of right hire that we needed to make, because like you said, he was the head coach at American heritage for what, five, six years. I think, uh, I think for six seasons, yeah. Six seasons. That that's we, we talked about needing to upgrade the recruiting of this team. Well, there is a pretty good footprint in the area surrounding Miami or American Heritage for where Florida State recruits down in South Florida. So to get another recruiting connection in in the South Florida area for a guy that is really plugged into those high schools, um, and a young, a younger guy who I think gets it. 
gets the recruiting angle. And like we just talked about, gets the uh, gets the fundamentals down. Obviously, I think this is I mean, aside from aside from hiring one of like the preeminent defensive backs coach, this is this is a really, really good hire, I think. This is a very, very good hire. And not only does he have the connections down in South Florida in the Broward County area, but you also see that he actually did grow up in New Orleans. So he has a connection in Louisiana and also played college football at Southern Miss. So you also do have a connection as well. And more importantly, the one question I think a lot of people asked was with this hire, do you want to go more with the recruiting route or do you want to go more with the, the development technical route? Because for this season with the Dolphins, he was very integral in assisting rookies like Cater Kohu with the Dolphins actually succeed and develop when their defensive backs against the room was very, very limited. So that's huge for us. And for Patrick Sertan, I feel, I think you get both. You get someone who is a very good teacher. I mean, look at his son, Patrick Sertan yep, Jr. Exactly. He is one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. And then also you ask someone with recruiting wise that he, you can tell he's younger. He's up and coming to so someone that wants to actually break into college football season. So basically to me, you're getting someone at a premium with the spot. And quite honestly, if he does well enough here, we should be able to bring DVU back and maybe he's able to, I guess, improve his resume here at Florida state. Yeah. He's, he's inheriting a pretty good situation because like we just said, the most talented position on this team was the most disappointing. So he's inheriting a, a defensive backs room that I still think is arguably the most talented position group on this team. Um, I think, I think this guy's going to be the limit for this position. I think this, this is an obvious choice or obviously obvious candidate for um, turnaround group group. That's going to turn around to the season. Uh, what, what, what are we going to call that? Um, comeback player of the year, comeback position of the year award for next year. I think we'll, 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 we'll workshop that name. We, we, we can come to the better that we can, but I expect the defensive back group to be much improved next year. That's going to go along with a defensive line and a linebacking group that this year uh, performed incredibly, especially that linebacker group compared to recent years. So I think that was kind of the missing link of this defense was getting the defensive backs group up to speed in terms of uh, developing alongside the linebackers and defensive line. So if that does happen, we've talked a lot lately about how we need to improve on the margins for this team. A one score game improvement for the defense is probably most likely at this point going to be accomplished by the defensive backs group improving. I expect Patrick Sertain to have uh, a real impact early on, both in recruiting and on the field. And I think that'll start right away. So it's a great hire. It's a great day. Great time. Well, Dave, you know, also a great hire, a great day and a great time. What's that trick? Our friends over at Bet Online, folks. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your latest sports action. I'm going to save y'all from the fade Dave segment of the day of the millennia of the year for today, because uh, Dave was finally right about one. So we're going to give them, a, we're going to reward him with the day off with the pick, even though I think before that he was 0-5 in picking the spread for Georgia. But folks, please head over to Bet Online, where basically get all your basketball college basketball season is a full effect. Baseball is coming up. The World Baseball Classic is also going to be coming up in the next month. I will see you all there. And please head on over to the website today or use your mobile devices to learn more about BetOnline because, folks, BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, Dave, yeah. we're back. We're rolling here talking about Mr. Patrick Sertan Sr. Let's correctly and we get correctly call him his name. That's his full his full name there. And also, before we get into the next segment, I do want to say that uh, you know what high school that he actually went to? What's that, Drake? He went to Edna Carr High School, the home of the artist formerly known as Destin Hill. So, hey, maybe this hope ah. still actually is there for him to be in campus in May. But, Dave, 
let's talk about a kid that actually is heading to campus as we speak, or basically we should be heading to campus, you know, over the summer. And that is the transfer edition of the South Carolina defensive end, Mr. Gilbert Edmond. Dave, I know you're not as high on this pickup, actually for, probably for, I think about like most of the people, I, I like to pick up for a lot more for depth reasons and from what I've been told from friends of mine that follow the Gamecocks. He, he's a solid ad. He's not, you know, flash, not great or anything like that, but he's someone that basically will be able to fill out your roster, fill up your depth chart. So I kind of want to get your more, how you, why we should be, you know, basically be not be apprehensive, but a little more cautious when it comes to Mr. Evan joining the team. Okay. So to be clear, we talked about this a couple weeks ago or whenever it was that he was visiting and a week ago. And what I said specifically was I'm going off of the numbers I see from our friends at PFF, for example, because I do not watch South Carolina football. I don't care to, and I'm not going to watch South Carolina football. Um, all their fans are oddly salty that we keep taking their best players. I mean, but, to be fair, I mean, let's get to the point now where it's, we, we're just we're just snatching them. We're just it's like it's not a chain from Friday. We're just doing the same damn thing. Yeah, if you see, if you've ever seen that um, Daniel Day Lewis movie, we drink their milkshake. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good feeling. Uh, but setting mm-hmm. that. Setting that, setting that aside, um, the recruiting rankings tell you that Gober Edmund is a good pickup. I think they had him as, what, a four-star transfer player? Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, there's there's some hope for the productivity there, but the PFF grades are just not ideal. Um, his overall grade for last season, he played a lot of snaps, so the sample size was there, and he graded under a 60 uh, for the season as a whole. So, that's not ideal. Um, neither the run grade nor the pass rush grade jumped off the charts, according to PFF. I want to caveat all of that because, again, if if there's something that PFF's missing and thus that I'm missing, great. Hope hope I'm mistaken and just don't know any better because this is pure ignorance here. But according to PFF, he's he's exactly what you described. He's a guy that's a depth piece um, that will probably be able to add some useful snaps at defensive end without us totally just falling off the charts at the position, which is helpful. Um, But the reason that I'm not going to jump for joy is because we talked about needing to use these remaining scholarships for impact players that are going to push for starting spots that are going to impact the scoreboard uh, pretty early on and throughout the season. I'm not certain whether this is not certain whether this is going to be one of those uh one of those additions uh i think <laughs> i think like you said if if the best we're going to get out of it is that he's a helpful depth piece then that's fine if that's the expectation but if the expectation is that he's going to impact the defensive end room right away i just don't know for sure that that's what we're getting i mean look one my one problem with PFF is that they're very subjective when it comes to certain things. I mean, when we're heading into the year, they had Anthony Richardson basically as a top three quarterback, which talent-wise, I do think the kid actually has probably outworldly talent. He definitely has a Cam Newton mold about him. But you saw from the season before, heading into this year, he still wasn't able to pull it together, and he didn't put it together this past season. Also with Gilbert Edmond, he was played primarily out of necessity due to injury actually at South Carolina. He also played 600-plus snaps. Yeah. He's not going to be asked to go anywhere near that at FSU. And he's going to be probably more, he's going to have a lot more reserve in the tank. And I really fully trust John Puchis and Odell Higgins to bring the most out of him with that. But I do see what you're saying where like people, like my friends were saying, 
Solid, uh, solid player, but he's someone that, quite frankly, wouldn't have played on our even, even our own team if the injury did not occur. But this is something that basically I get what you're saying. The only impact important players, but we still do need to have depth yeah. along along the entire team. We we don't we, not every single player they bring it we bring in can is like it has to be this surefire sterling stud. Look at baseball, Dave. You know you're a big fan of that. Where you don't he, sometimes the most important player is at the trade deadline. You get like oh. Let's get the lockdown reliever. Middle reliever, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, it's for some reason it's always the middle reliever. But to me, yeah. Gilbert Edmond is someone that has the talent there. He also, re, remember, he changed from, what I think it was a wide receiver, yep. to defensive and from high school to college. So he's still trying to learn a position, probably acclimate his body to, to, this, to, this, to that style of the game. So to me, I think it's a, I think it's a very heady and very smart pickup by uh, Norvell and company. Look, the kid's athletic. The kid's an athletic freak. Um, so clearly yeah, there's... Too. Yeah, he's big. So clearly there's skills within there. The body is there to be able to handle a lot of snaps if needed. Like you said, he played a lot of snaps. Here's the bottom line. Again, I'm just going off what I see for grades wise, but bottom line is I trust the coaches. I do trust Norvell's evaluations, especially with respect to the transfer portal. We now have the number one transfer portal class in the country. And guess what? Our transfer portal class, the average uh, rating of our players is 91.44. Uh, that is substantially higher than the level we're recruiting at at the high school level. So if there's anything I trust in this process, it's Norvell's evaluations of transfer players, his identification of the needs on this team and being able to fill them through the transfer portal. And I expect just based off the fact that he, he played a lot of snaps, Norvell had a lot of tape to watch, that he feels comfortable with this fit that it's going to benefit the team. And if he thinks so, then I'm going to blindly trust him because everybody in the comments has been right. Mike does got us. My old let's shout out Mike Myrick specifically because he has not only been on our own channel but also on every other FSU related channel uh, commenting. Mike's got so Mike, we love you, Mike Myrick. I'm saying Mike Norvell, you're a pre- you're you're a pretty good guy overall at this point. Uh, but folks, before we head to the last segment, let's get a quick word from our sponsors and then we'll wrap up today's show. Okay, Dave. Yep, we have reached the end of today's show, and I want to pass the ball off to you. What do you want to end up today on? Do you want to do some more of the awards we're talking about? Do you want to do some something differently football related? Or since this is the end of the show, a little bit of a shorter episode, do you want to talk about the return of Mr. Baba Miller from NCAA suspension and talk about the basketball team quite briefly? Drake, I'm not going to talk about the basketball team right now because that's going to make everybody sad, and that's not why people tune in. Um, You're we're fair, not- but hey, we're three and on conference play. Just saying. Oh no, we're three and one. Sorry. Yeah. Um. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's. Uh, when everybody's ready to hear about basketball, which I feel we're going to know when that happens, we're going to talk about basketball. That's I fair. love this basketball team. Right now, it's making me sad, and if it's making me sad, and I have a really high threshold for what I'm willing to put up with with that team. Um, oh, with that I team, do. I'm about to say in life. Okay, I'm about to say, mm, I was like, I feel like a lot of you are probably not happy about it. So we'll we'll get to it. We'll we'll take a nice little pulse of this team in a little bit. Um, but here's what I want to talk about, Drake. I want to talk about college football. I want to talk about what we just witnessed occur um, to TCU because I have a question for you. Do you think we'd beat TCU on a neutral field today? Uh, with all their players and all our same players. I think we have a chance to. I yeah, I mean, but if if it's a coin flip, I'm I'm taking us in that game. So which which well, was if my- it's a, well, it's, if it's a coin flip, obviously you know, I'm going to take us. But that doesn't really mean much, especially I, with also you got to remember that team was 
luck is definitely a part of sports. It's a big thing with sports. You saw a lot of their games like, you know, go down to the wire. That's a really, really well-coached team. And also, uh, Max Duggan was probably was one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Now, Jordan Travis, I think, was probably on par with him, if not slightly better. But, yeah, I mean, it's they're a very damn good team. But a yeah, coin flip, I think, is the best thing. Um, probably the best way I would see that. I think that's the whole point here. I think we are, at worst, a coin flip with a team that uh, inexplicably played for a national championship. So the college football playoff field is just weird right now. I don't know about four teams. I don't like the idea of more, but four doesn't seem to be very helpful right now. Like, had the field been a little bit bigger, I think TCU probably would have been vetted out. I think I think you you probably wouldn't get such weird championship games if you had a bigger field. And a bigger field, I think, is going to help Florida State because you're gonna you're gonna have the uh, selection committee trying to put two SEC teams in, especially with the moves the Big Ten has made. I think you're gonna have them trying to put a lot. Uh, put two Big Ten teams in a lot of the time. So you're having the ACC, the Big 12, and the Pac-12 fighting sometimes for one playoff spot, maybe, possibly two. So that makes the road that much more difficult for Florida State. So I think an expansion of the system is in order for a team in Florida State that I think next year is going to be competing for a playoff. So it's, it's too bad that the playoff field isn't going to be expanded enough by the time that we're in the middle of this little run we're on because it does feel like, especially from the rankings that are coming out, UCS being put ahead of Clemson an awful lot right now. And, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth on that, but you know, if you're a fan of looking at trajectories in terms of where you rank teams, where you think a team is headed and going, where a team, uh, where a team maybe has been and not going to be there anymore. It, people feel like Florida state's going to be better than Clemson next year. And, I just hope everybody can appreciate and marinate on how difficult it was to get to the point that Clemson, which has just been atop the ACC now since what, 2016? Um, that's a long time. That's seven years now that people are expecting us to beat them and be better than them. So we're in a very good spot. We have a potential playoff run to make next year. If that TCU team can do it, so can we. And I don't think this Florida State team gets beat 65 to 7 if we were to play Georgia. Um, so I think I think seeing that playoff made me feel good about the chances that if they'll let TCU into that field, they'll let Florida State, a team that's already been in a college football playoff, a team that's won a national championship in the last 10 years and in our lifetime. So that makes me feel good about our chances next year, Drake. That makes me feel good about our chances in the coming years that a team like little old TCU and go get beat down by Georgia. Well, little old TCU also was was basically one of the best teams in the country all year. Like I'm not going to sh- like basically, I will. they were one of the better teams. What do you say, Dave? I'll 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 poop on them. Yeah, you, yeah, you'll poop on them. No, no, they're a very, very good team. Very good quarterback. I mean, that was also basically what a lot of people are pointing out to where transfer portal basically is a sustainable formula. Look and see a team right. that actually made the CFP, but not only made the CFP, but beat a, a, the Big Ten champion in Michigan also in that CFP playoff. So to me overall, it just it's it is a sign that basically FSU is in a really really good place right now. I'm agreeing with you that the expansion probably would be it would have been nice if they had agreed to it last year because it would be heading into the season. But I do believe FSU if they face off of Georgia probably will score more seven points. I feel like several ACC teams will score more than seven points. Clemson probably would have. NC State probably would have found a way. Like it would have been actually really good to see like overall like probably four to five teams probably would have done so. But Dave, our time. 
to come to an end for today's episode. Please let the folks know how much you love them and send us home. Yep, I do. Uh, Drake is right. I do love you to each and every one of you because we couldn't do this without you. And this makes me happy talking to you about Florida State football, which right now is good um, for our podcast. Find us anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play, all those good places for the YouTube. Give the video a like if you could. It takes two seconds. We appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel also takes two seconds. You know what? Like or subscribe. I'm not even going to ask you to do both. Do one of them. That'd make me happy. Um, ding the little bell, turn your notifications on. You'll find out when our episodes drop and leave us a comment, please. How do you feel about the Sertan hire? How do you feel about the Ed- Edmund pickup? How do you feel about Florida State's playoff chances going into another 14 field next year? Want to hear it. And for Dave, this is Drake, and we'll see y'all next time on Lockdown Sentinels. Take care, everybody. Don't know.